Hey everybody and welcome to the Breaking Biotech Podcast. So I want to thank everybody who is following the blog. I am going to be officially switching the format from a blog to a YouTube channel. I'm going to keep the website and post the, post the videos there. Uh, the primary reason for me doing this is because I want to force myself to create more content. The blog posts have been few and far in between and uh, I'm going to hopefully change that with the, the video. I'm going to aim to do one, one video a week and... Uh, kind of take it from there based on the, the companies that I have time to look into and the news that's coming out. So uh, in the last few weeks, there's been a lot of uh, interesting updates based on the articles that I've written. The, the Madrigal and their NASH drug, they, they showed some data for the familial hypercholesterolemia. So I'm going to make another video about that. Uh, we've also seen some data from uh, AI immune on the peanut allergy study, so I think that's super cool. I'm going to get into that. But today I want to talk about Atomas, and I recommended them, God, I don't even remember. I think it was late last year. Uh, they have a tremendous opportunity in Parkinson's disease with their drug Gokovri, which was approved for levodopa-induced dyskinesia in uh, Parkinson's disease. So today I'm going to talk about that, and uh, let's get into it. So if we look at the price... Uh, I, I think I recommended it. God, I should have looked this up before, but it's too late now. So I recommended it when I think it was in the 30s at some point. And, uh, you know, things were looking good. We saw a big pump. And then uh, disaster struck uh, a few weeks ago when two things happened. The first thing was that uh, a company called Osmotica Pharmaceuticals, they got a drug called Osmolex ER approved by the FDA and they also and Adamas also had a, an earnings uh, earnings um, call on an update from their Q4 uh, earnings so those both things happened at uh, pretty close close to each other and uh, the stock's been hammered since then sitting around 24 right now found a bottom uh, god the bottom was around 23 so I haven't sold anything uh, I can show my uh, maybe I'll just post my position in the blog post, but I, I added some in the 30s, and uh, I might add a little more here, but I'm going to get into today why I, I'm not too worried, and I think that we that it's not a sell yet. I, I still have uh, hope in the company, and I think that by the end of the year, this is all going to turn around, and I'm going to get into that right now. So the first thing that came out was that the uh, Osmotica Pharmaceuticals they announced that their their drug Osmolex ER, which is an extended release amantadine. God, I haven't said that word before. Amantadine. So, uh, and if you didn't, if you haven't uh, read the details about Gokovri and Atomas, you should look at the blog post I did a little while ago, um, talking about reformulating old drugs for new success. So, the 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 drug Gokovri is able to um, assist in L-DOPA induced dyskinesia and this is the indication that they have so Osmotica's drug their indication is for drug induced extra pyramidal reactions and Parkinson's disease so it's not approved for the same indication as the as Gokovri and uh, and I think that is going to be relatively important moving forward so both drugs are, are approved, and uh, Gokovri has actually been approved for, for a little while now. So the, the sales team is actually on its way to, to 
pimp out the drug, so to speak, to doctors to to get it prescribed. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the Osmolex ER and why I don't think that prescribers are going to pick it over Gokovri. So the concern is, given that both drugs are relatively similar, that uh, doctors are going to use Osmolex ER off-label and not use Gokovri instead. So uh, I don't think this is warranted for a couple of reasons. And the first is that the data that was used for the Osmolex ER trial is actually no new efficacy data. The only data that was used in this approval was actually just bioavailability bio data, and that's based on the FDA section 505B2. So the drug, the Osmolex ER, is actually so similar to previous uh, drug data, previous amanatine data, that they didn't have to do anything except new bioavailability studies. And they actually had an actual trial. They were doing a phase three trial uh, for Osmolex ER for levodopa-induced dyskinesia, and they terminated it in 2016, and I wasn't able to find any information on why that was. So not too sure about that, not too sure if they were expecting negative data, and then they just terminated the trial. But uh, the drug got approved anyway. So um, so it's going to be on the market one way or another, and Adamas is going to have to deal with it. But I think... Uh, the, the fact that there's no new data on whether or not it helps levodopa-induced dyskinesia is going to be very important moving forward because doctors, when they when they look at these two drugs, they're going to see that the one, uh, Gokovri, actually has data to back up what the doctor is going to use in, in making a decision, whereas Osmolex ER has no new data for that. And when you compare the extent, the... Uh, immediate release amanatine data to the Osmolex, or sorry, when you compare the amanatine immediate release data to Gokovri, the the difference is pretty striking. And I'll talk a little bit later about the the earnings call on uh, Go uh, from Adamas, where they they actually talk about that, and they that's why the the company itself isn't too worried. So so that that was the big thing that happened. Uh, two weeks ago and then so I didn't even mention this but associated with that is Osmotica Pharma kind of uh, you know pretty good on their part they got a preemptive ruling by a court in Delaware that uh, Osmolex ER doesn't infringe on Gokovri's patents so they they obviously were pursuing this drug with full knowledge that Gokovri was going to be uh, a patent-protected drug that they were going to use to treat uh, LID, or levodopa-induced dyskinesia. So they went ahead and talked to a court in Delaware and got this ruling. So it's it's not clear exactly how uh, things are going to move forward with that. Um, Adamas could could still sue them for patent infringement if if they want to. You know, one court in Delaware doesn't necessarily mean uh, doesn't mean that they don't have the ability to sue. And I think it really depends on how strong the patents for Adamas are. And if, if they can get a court to, to issue some sort of ruling, then who knows what will happen. They, they didn't share too much in the earnings call last week on whether or not they were going to move forward with some litigation or something like that. But I think, uh, I think it remains to be seen. And I, I still don't think that it's going to be a huge issue, but it's definitely within Adamas's rights to try and protect their, their IP.
Okay, so the second thing that I wanted to, the second reason why the stock has been hammered lately is due to their earnings report. So uh, I don't, what was the date? February 22nd or the 28th today. So last week sometime they uh, they announced their earnings and they had an earnings per share miss by 0 0.09 and their revenue miss was $270,000. So not not great news the um uh you know it's 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 not great but it doesn't really concern me too much because it really depends on how well they're going to reach their their patients before they actually make some real cash so this quarter in particular i don't think is super important i don't think q1 of 2018 is super important it'll be nice to see if uh if they are starting to reach more people but the actual numbers themselves i don't think are super important by the end of 2018 or we'll say Q4 2018. So those earnings will probably be in, in a year from now. If, uh, if they're not showing significant market penetration, then I think it's definitely time to, uh, to worry about our investment, but I'm, I'm still holding strong. So anyway, they, uh, the earnings call themselves, they, they, they brought up a number of things. And the, the main thing that I was looking for was how many prescribers they got and how many people, how many salespeople they were getting to go out and, and push this drug and I don't mean push the drug, but I mean educate doctors and educate patients on whether, on how good the drug is and pushing people to actually uh, try it. So if they have some sort of plans to um, to give the drug out for free so people like it and then get them to pay. So uh, a couple of the notes I took is um, they increased the amount of prescribers from 100 as of December 31st of last year to 300. So, you know, not, not bad for six weeks time. It's, uh, it's still very early and they emphasize that in the call. I, I agree that it's still pretty early to expect too much, but it's nice to see that that number is going up given that it takes many doctor's visits before a prescriber is actually going to go ahead and prescribe uh, a new drug to a, to a patient. So, so I think that was good. Um, they also talked about 59 what they call neurology account specialists in multiple states across the US so the data that I have or the presentation I have is, is available on Adamus's website and you're welcome to look at it so they're covering a lot of the um, continental United States they say that these people have a lot of experience in pharma a lot of experience in neurology so uh, I've never heard actually of a neurology account specialist but I assume it's some sort of um, it's a sales type person that has a lot of knowledge in the field and they're going to be targeting doctors and key opinion leaders to to be suggestive of why this drug is now the latest in um, in levodopa induced dyskinesia treatment so it's good to see that that number is is 59 and it's good to see this much coverage across the United States um, given that they also mentioned here 94% of target MDs oh you can't see that there we go 94% of target MDs so I think uh, in the blog post I mentioned that there's a potential market of 150,000 to 200,000 patients that they're gonna hope to target and uh, yeah, so hopefully this is, uh, given that it's 94% of target MDs, that should cover uh, a decent number of patients. 
So the other things that they they talked about is they they talked about a speaker series that they're that they're offering for patients and prescribers. Uh, I'm not going to go through this entire document, but maybe they'll show it here. So yeah, I'm not finding it, but uh, so just things to to get their name out there. And really, this is the game. So it's a real marketing push here from Atomus to to get patients aware of this drug, to get patients aware of why they might need this drug. And um, in the blog post, I wrote that a lot of patients don't know that LID, levodopa induced dyskinesia, is a symptom that's actually not necessarily related to Parkinson's disease, and it can actually be treated. So, Adamus has to make a real concerted effort to get those get the knowledge out there that this can actually be treated and can actually help with their um, their quality of life. So. They've launched a peer-to-peer -peer clinical speaker program where they're going to go around and get clinicians to talk about uh, the talk about the disease a little bit in more detail and and why this drug is helpful for for patients. Uh, what else here? So besides that, they uh, some of the questions that they had in the earnings call that I thought were interesting are were regarding um, prescription fulfillment. So something I, I also talked about in the blog post was that they, they need to get the drug covered by Medicare and different formularies. And this is super important because uh, a lot of, not a lot of patients are going to be able to afford the $30,000 per year for the for Gokovri. So they, they talked about how most of the prescriptions to date have been fulfilled by various different plans. And these plans haven't actually come out and made a, a formal judgment on whether or not they were going to cover Gokovri or not. And I think it's just because the the rollout is, is just happening. So some of these plans have made formal decisions and they're happy with that. But the ones that haven't have actually fulfilled the prescriptions. So I think that that's good news. And hopefully that trend continues as they reach more and more prescribers and more and more patients. So they are getting some coverage from Medicare. And they are getting some coverage from private uh, formularies, which I think is great news. And hopefully that continues. So I think we're still relatively early before making a judgment on whether or not this is going to be a good company or not to continue to invest in. They they still have a lot of potential with their MS, their Gokovri uh, treatment in walking in MS. And I did go through some details on that in the, the blog post. So go ahead and check that out if you want more details. Um, yeah, what else was I going to say? Yeah, so they also mentioned in the earnings call that they, they've they published a lot of the data from their phase three clinical trial in Gokovri. And uh, they're, they presented a lot of conferences to get the word out to different physicians. So I think all of this is good in terms of getting the word out. And the real game is getting the word out, like I've said before. So I think uh, keeping my eye on this, going to be a little bit more careful, I guess, um, in terms of uh, just watching the, the headlines. So I'm, I'm probably going to lower my cost basis and buy a little bit right here because I think this price is still uh, low given the, the potential market. And I think it's still possible that they're going to be able to reach a significant amount of people despite the negative news about Osmotica Pharmaceuticals and the, the earnings report. I didn't think the earnings report was that bad, but I think given the negative news about Osmotica or Osmolex ER 
that this that the earnings report was just another uh, you know another good excuse to to sell the stock. So I, I'm looking at it as buying opportunity and uh, gonna gonna move on from there. But the next things that I'm looking for is pretty much the um, the their next earnings report. So I'm gonna keep an eye on that and listen to the call, and I'll do another update then. But until then, it's going to be choppy. Don't expect uh, any big pumps one way or another. But it is biotech, so uh, you never know what will happen. So with that, I want to thank you guys very much for watching. Please like, subscribe, comment. Let me know what you think. If you think the new format is terrible, then I I'd love to hear it. I'm going to be posting the video on the, the website itself and continue to, um, continue to, to post on the Twitter, uh, Matthew Lepore. And uh, yeah, so with that, I want to thank you guys very much for watching and look forward to the next videos, which will be, I'm going to do one on Madrigal and their uh, familial hypercholesterolemia data, as well as AI immune and their peanut allergy study that came out. So with that, I want to thank you guys for watching and see you next time.